Welcome to People with Purpose. So many people are looking for meaning, but they don't know where to start. Imagine a world where everyone could just get their purpose out of them and then actually make it happen. I'm David Roberts, and I believe that we all have a purpose, and with focus and a little help, people with purpose make a difference. And this show is where these stories come to life. Okay, so welcome to People with Purpose. Uh, Today, I'm very, very pleased to be joined by Jules Turner, who is a coach who helps uh, business people uh, with overwhelm or who are feeling undervalued um, uh, to rediscover and reignite their their life and their their business experience, um, and also helps people through uh, the challenging period um, of redundancy. Because uh, that can happen, and um, and when it happens, it can be uh, a bit of a shock. Uh, but Jules is on hand to help people to navigate their way through that and into a new life. So, Jules, welcome to the show. Thank you, David. Thank you for that introduction. Yes, it's uh, it's a real passion of mine the the idea of redundancy because it can actually happen to actually probably all of us in our lifetime. Actually, these days. Um, there's more about job loss, especially at the moment, because of the the e- economic uncertainty that we always seem to be going through. <laughs> um, job job loss is is a part of life, which is sad. But I see it as a I see it as an opportunity. My my mantra is, you know, redundancy is an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's um, it's really hard, isn't it, when when that kind of a situation. Uh, happens uh, both both for the people uh, you know in the position where they're having to make the, the decision about making people redundant and also you know for the people who unfortunately um end up having to find work elsewhere i mean in that yeah. emotional hotbed how how can people you know prepare themselves and and, and navigate their way through it well i guess really it's 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 f- it's, there's a, it's a great question and there's a lot of there's a lot of things around it is it's it's i suppose one thing is is having a having a plan beforehand sort of almost like expecting it to happen and um being responsive to it rather than reactive to it i think that's that's one of the key things that we want to try and sort of instill in people because Let's face it. If if you if you're if you've got a plan and you're prepared, then you'll know what to do. If you're burying your head in the sand and or expecting nothing to happen, then that's when the emotional responses will really really come into play because you're not expecting it. Although underneath you're fearing it, you're not expecting it, and then when it happens to you, you don't really know what to do. So it's really having that sense of what do I need to do now to to hedge or counter that situation that will potentially happen to me? And there's two things about that. Is first of all, you'll be prepared for the potential of redundancy, but also if you have that plan in your head or plan written down or whatever it is, it gives you that opportunity also to think ahead anyway. Because if you wanted to find another job or you know, change career or retire or whatever that might be, you've already got that plan in place. You've already started that, that you know, that that work towards um, doing something a little bit different, you know. Mm. And 
you know, one of the things that I've written down recently, I'm still preparing it, is, you know, what to do when redu- redundancy happens to you is, a, is a, you know, eight or nine tips. The first thing is really is to, is to, is to manage your emotional state, you know, and the way that you do that is to start thinking, thinking about the practical things that you have to do in order for you to navigate through that. So, and there's a number of other things like, you know, understanding your finances. Um, one thing that happened to me when I was made redundant, I thought I had an awful lot of money and I kind of spent a lot of it and wasted it. Mm. And it's a very, very easy thing to do. So you have to think about your, you know, your financial position today and where that's going to lead you, say, three, six months down the line and what it is that you want to do. So thinking about investing wisely in things rather than, you know, being frivolous and, oh, I'm going to go on holiday. You know, think about it in terms of how that's going to preserve your finances through this 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 sticky period if you like um so there's things like that you know other things being more employable um what does that mean that means thinking about what it is that you really want from your life your your future career or whatever that might be and what is it that you need to put in place you know it might be education it might be um creating further skills in what you do to actually achieve what it is that you want to do. So thinking of those things. So they're the practical things, which actually doing that steers you clear from the emotional state. It actually gets you thinking about what the actions that you need to take in order for you to um, manage your redundancy successfully. There's so many things that you could do. Yeah. And it sounds like you're talking about, um, because I was going to ask you at the start of when you started talking, then I was going to ask you, well, sort of when when's the right time for for people to 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 start to prepare themselves? Uh, but actually, it sounds like you're 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 saying do this as a kind of a what if scenario, uh, and and prepare for it, even if there's not even a hint that something like that might be happening in the business that you're working for. Is that is that what you're saying? That's that's kind of what I'm saying. You know, remember that saying. You know, don't get don't get don't get ready, be ready. Mm. And, you know, when the, when the news is, is sort of released or we're told about it, or, you know, we're sent, we're taken into the office and given the letter or talked to about the fact that we're on, on this sort of, um, you know, we're on the, 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 the redundancy path at that point, you're like, there's a bit of an oh shit moment, isn't mm. there? And so, so you're going to panic and you're going to react. So if you've got, if you've already got an idea of what you're going to be doing, then it's, it's your, it's your A game that comes into play because first of all, you'll know what you want to do, but you will also, the other thing about it is you know what to expect from the process. Mm. And there's something else that I'm, I'm working on at the moment is, um, providing an understanding of the process, the company process, what you'll go through practically, um, you know, legally and all of that sort of stuff, what you'll go through in that period of time when the redundancy consultation happens. So if you know that up front, then you'll be able to proactively manage 
your whole redundancy process. And also the other the other thing about it is what you'll you'll have an understanding of what you want to do going forward. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So in answer to your question, have that pl- plan in place well before the situation occurs. Mm, mm. It's not easy for everybody, but you know, we can catch those people that that are just hit that part, that process, and start helping them to create that plan. Yeah. You know, um, you know, and work out what needs to happen between now and then when they want to take that opportunity. Yeah. So it almost sounds like then this this is a this is a bit of a conversation of two two parts. There's 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 people who are not in a position of a of a of a of a enforced life change like this, and there's people that might be kind of in a process or have a concern that a process might be coming up soon because the business might be pouring well and the rest of it. So, to, but for those first. For that first group of people, um, what kind of things can people do to um, or, or think about to to work out what it is they would they would ideally love to do? Because because lots of people, uh, when they think about their purpose, as an example, yeah. think about the job that they do, um, and then that then becomes a kind of a constraint or a or or a, or a very clear focus, which is good and right. If you're an employed person and working for a business, you know you need to you need to be focused on that. But how can people focus on their their purpose and what they would love in a different way? What kind of questions can they ask themselves? Well, I, I guess really one of the questions I I look at, and I look at look at it from my own experience, really, is, and I'll go back to when, let's say, when I was a teenager, or when I was first looking for work, or whatever that might have been, you know. What did I want to do then? And how did I get into the position that I am in now, right? So for me, it was, okay, at that particular point in time, I wanted to be a professional musician, right? Um, And so I thought, oh, I'd be a professional musician. But there was something at the back of my mind that says, well, I want to be in IT as well, because it made me lot. It would have made me lots of money. And my brother was in IT as well. And so so um, I had that at the back of my mind. But my my passion was music and wanted to be a musician. So when I went and spoke to my careers advisor all those years ago, they said, well, um, music is not very, you know, it's not very well paid job go into it do this do a business studies course do this that and the other and and it was almost like you were funneled into this thing commercial thing you know eventually you come out the other side and i was in it and i spent you know 40 years in it i think yeah and of course yeah was it my purpose i enjoyed it sometimes i didn't enjoy it towards the end but I think that during that time, you start thinking about different things. And of course, life events occur during that time as well, which actually trigger your purpose, I think. Now, I think if I look at the redundancy thing, it was my brother's experience of redundancy that's triggered my purpose in helping people redund- with redundancy because of what happened to him. He was a senior manager in a, in a large organization. He lost his job. 
he hadn't got a clue what he could do. He was depressed, stressed. Um, basically, the, to cut a long story short, he, he, he was a smoker, but he got cancer and passed away at 40, 45 years old. You know, that's no life, really. But yet he had so, met, so much talent. So I guess in answer to your question, look at what it is that you love doing. Is it the thing that you do now that you love doing? Or is it something completely different? And we start to look at the various options, the various things that you can do, that you like doing, that you have a passion for, um, and using your experiences and life events and all of those things that could trigger your purpose because your purpose could be somewhere completely different. You know, another life event for me was my illness in 2014, where I was, you know, in hospital for six, eight months and in intensive care for four months, completely paralyzed. And it's then that you start to think, okay, what else is there in my life? Is it this? No, it's not. It's, it's, I love people and I love watch, I love helping people to, um, find their own purpose, if you like, and develop the thing that they really love doing. It's it's something that really triggers me. I don't know how, but it does, you know. And it's it's those life experiences that you have during your life that will help you to understand and start to nurture the things that you really want to do in the future. And it could be this thing that you're doing now, but it could be something completely different. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And also it's kind of, it's interesting what you say. I, mean, I, I like, I like people. I like helping, I like helping others. Uh, I mean, I guess I'm having conversations with, with my uh, teenage daughters right now about, about next steps and decisions and, uh, and all of that kind of thing. And uh, I, I guess it's, it's, it's uh, she won't mind me saying, but, but one of the, one of them's not really sure what she wants to do. And that's not unusual. And that, that that's, that's, that's cool. Um, so I've been uh, asking her about about what she enjoys, and that's not thinking about it in the context of a certain job. That's mm. um, you know things like conversation, socialising, uh, mm. you know, dancing, movement, yeah. reading. You know, all mm. of those. So, what are those sort of fundamental things where you where you find enjoyment? And then once you've worked those things out, uh, then you can say, okay, so. So what, what what jobs use this kind of um, mm. thing? What 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 um, what businesses mm. use this kind of thing? Because because uh, if you if you have a if you have a kind of a an idea or a passion or or, or a, a lust for something, uh, then um, then then potentially that then could flow into a, um, a, a a career. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and it's 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 it's. I suppose in some ways, it's it's actually nurturing those those natural talents that we have at a young age. You know, I mean, for me, it was I have a natural talent for music, but I was kind of my parents, or especially my father, was very well. You need to go into commerce. You need to do this, and of course, he was backed up by my. Um, careers advisor at the time yeah you need to do this so they were kind of kind of almost like pigeonholing you at that time into something that potentially didn't have the talent for actually really although um, 
for my own, own admission, I love the idea of working with IT, working with computers, but I wasn't, I wasn't that, I didn't, I didn't, um, you know, blow anybody's mind with what I did. I just did it. And, you know, and, and I worked in a technical environment for a very long time, but I wasn't really that technically oriented. It was more my people skills that helped me through that process, you know, being an IT, you know, help desk, uh, consultant, talking to people and understanding their problems and helping them to move through their problems, which is effectively is a, like a coaching process in itself. So mm. human interaction, you know, big part of my my thing that kind of gets me up in the morning, you yeah. know, that's yeah. that's it. And it's using those skills that you've got from a very and, and talents from a very early age, you know, artistic performing arts, um, you know, all of those things that you could bring together to move into a career that you love mm. rather than what you think you should be doing, if that makes sense. It does, <laughs> it does, it does. And then using those using those coaching skills helps you to get beyond the turn it off and turn it on again uh, solution, yeah. IT solution, which which is off, yeah. off, in the way, off in the way. But I think, yeah. I think and that's, that's the other thing about it as well is, again, if you've got something that you love doing, or that you enjoy, uh, then, then, you know, very often those kind of core skills, if you like, or that, that, um, activity is present in, in lots and lots of jobs. So, um, and it's interesting what you said about experience and, uh, and, uh, you know, I'm sorry, sorry about your brother and, and, um, you know, I know that you had a very challenging time as well. So well done for, for coming through, coming through that. Um, but I think, um, you know, when you have, um, this this feeling of okay, I found a passion, found something that I love, um, I'm, I'm, I'm so, and I'm gonna I'm gonna deploy it in this role with with this company in this way. Something then happens. That thing that you love that is in, inside you is is still there. It, you know, if something like redundancy happens. Okay, so so where else then can this passion be deployed and 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 i suppose maybe that comes a little bit to the point where you say well maybe redundancy could be an opportunity absolutely that's that's the that's the key to it it's it's using the it's it's using the fire in your belly to help you to move forward um and i think you know if you look at if you look at a lot of people and i i, I certainly don't knock things like outplacement and that sort of thing and with what i do I want to go, I'm going a lot deeper than just outplacement because what outplacement does, it helps you to find another job. Now, the, the, the new job that you go into, you might be good at it, but the question has to be, is it something that really fulfills you? You know, it might be financially secure, but does it get you out of bed in the morning? Are you on fire? Do you feel the, feel the, the need to really put your whole self into it and i think that what tends to happen there is that there's a kind of almost like a pigeonholing thing we need to move you from that pigeonhole into that pigeonhole whereas learn understanding what's in your the fire in your belly and using that to help actually to help somebody else or help another organization or whatever that might be and I kind of think turning it on its head, thinking about when you're an employee with a company, 
you're effectively providing them with a service you're you're providing them with your skills your 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 talents and that sort of thing and i think that i don't think i, I wonder how however how many people actually think about it in that terms you know if if you if if you look at it from an entrepreneurial perspective you're providing a service to an organization and they're paying you for that service does that make sense yeah 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 you're providing a service to a customer and the customer being the business that that you work for yeah 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 absolutely absolutely so if you've got that passion you'll put more pour it, put more into that service in order to help that customer to thrive themselves mm. so it's kind of a win-win situation if you think about it in that terms yeah yeah definitely but what I'm trying to avoid is that pigeonholing situation that's that we all all tend to find ourselves in when we go through that redundancy process yeah yeah and that then takes us on to the sort of second group of people that that you, you referred to earlier which is which is th- those people that are in that situation where they think something's maybe coming down the tracks or they may may already be in a process i guess those people are going to have to accelerate some of their thinking because uh, because they might be they might be in something more imminent so so what practically yeah. can can people in that position do well so it's it's another it's a great question because it's it it becomes urgent at that point doesn't it you're you're in the process so it's i guess really the first thing to do is to is to is is not to panic because it's very easy to um it's very easy to react to a situation say right i need to get a job now uh go back to my brother his his was a state of panic so he went from job to job to job that never really satisfied him and got he became more and more depressed right so he didn't really have a plan so from from a practical perspective it's it's tr- again it's thinking about those things that would help you to move from a to b relatively quickly so calming yourself down you know not to panic um thinking about those things like the finances and and the employability and what skills could you do even down to your cv those sort of things are is your cv up to date you know it and it and it kind of looks at looks a little bit like the outplacement thing but we also really want to think about what's underneath it all you know what again going back to your passion your purpose is really important at this stage because the the redundancy idea is that it's probably one of your biggest opportunities to make the best change that you could ever have because how often do you get a period of time right away from a working environment where you can dedicate your time to thinking about what you're going to be doing next don't get a lot of chances like that do we no and it's using that period of time to take those work out map out what it is that you want to do and create that plan again it's 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 all very generic if you like what i've been talking about is making that plan to make it happen right and we can also think about the contingency so let's say for example you wanted to become a sale maker right i'm i'm using that cuz living on the south coast there's, there's 
boating and that sort of thing. <laughs> but you work in IT yeah. and you, you might need some financial backing behind you, right, to become a sailmaker, right? So rather than cutting loose, we think about, right, I know I love the idea of sailmaking, but what do I need to do? I need to finance the idea of learning how to make sales. So you could potentially go contracting after you've been made redundant, go contracting for a little while, make keep your financial stability going, but also at the same time, learn how to make sales and, and then transition from your IT role into your sale making organization. Does that make sense? So yeah. it's just it's taking those practical steps. But of course, it's you do need the help. And that's really important. You do need the help, the, the, the accountability to make it happen. Hmm. You know, for me, if you ask me net today, if I'd have done things differently when I first started my coaching, I'd say yes. And I'd do exactly what I've described, you know, keep myself secure while I'm learning the ropes and and tapering my new um business if you like tapering into my new business rather than you know cutting it short if that makes sense yeah it does it does keeping yourself secure you yes know. so so are you kind of advocating uh the the old uh they talk about a side hustle don't they so are you advocating you know giving something a go in your in your spare time whilst you're still working i'd, I'd say that but of course if you if you're in that point where you've been made redundant yeah okay yeah Look at look at look at what you really want to do. Think about how that would work. Hmm. You know, have a have an idea when you want to start doing it, but also and understand what it is that you're what's what's happening now, what what needs to happen, what needs to change, and also look at the, the variety of options, the plan, create a plan, hmm. and then take action on the plan. And the plan might be, okay, in six weeks' time. I'll have my CV together to go out contracting and I will network as hard as I can to get a get a role that will help me to do what I really want to do. Mm. And, and, and actually be really conscious that you this is a temporary thing because your goal is your sale making business and you really need to ensure that you don't get sucked in to more and more commitment with your temporary situation. Yeah. Because people will do that. They'll lose sight of their, their, their end game, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 And then end up in a, in a, uh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess though, there are some circumstances where being made redundant uh, is something that you 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 know it's almost a bit like a sort of a grieving process. It's a kind of a kind of a loss, and grief is a very hard thing for people to prepare themselves for. You know, even yeah. if you know you've got a relative and 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 they're ill and and they may not have long, it, it's still you know hard to prepare yourself for that. So, so how how can how can people kind of prepare themselves for that potential grieving process with a job loss? I don't. I don't necessarily think. I think. I don't think you can prepare yourself, but you can. You you can um, understand 
what it is that you'll go through because you will go through it. You'll get angry. You'll get, um, you know, you'll be sad. You'll, you'll, um, become, uh, resentful. All, all of those feelings you're, you're going to go through. You, could, you know, you'll feel sad because you're out of that community. And if you built up relationships with people, you know, you think that that's the end. But the reality is with redundancy, it's not the end because it's the, it's the new beginning because you still have those relationships. And, you know, those relationships are different now because the people that you worked for or worked with become your mates and your support network, right? So, and the, the, the grief, the process of loss is going to happen. And the only way that I could say, how do you, well, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to experience it regardless because it's, it's human. It's part of human, you're human. So you're going to experience it. The only thing that I would say is as soon as you start feeling it, start thinking about what practical steps you can take. So we're kind of almost like separating the emotion from the logic, logical side of your brain, right? So you want to be able to bring in more of the logical, practical things to help you through that grieving process, mm. to help you to, um, you know, get over that, that feeling of anger. What, what practical steps, you know, even thinking about, okay, thinking about making a plan around the finances, it's going to focus you on something that's going to help you. And it's not going to, and you listen, we're all allowed what people call a pity party. You know, that's it. We, we do it. That's it. Um, and it will get better. But to help you to speed it up, it's just engaging in those things that will help you practically to move through that thing. And of course, those steps will help you to reach the goal that you want to reach mm. because you're already in that in that part of the process. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. It does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So, so maybe, um, might be helpful to, to hear a bit about your own personal experience, um, and, and, and maybe take a bit of a deeper dive into that. So, so what was it that happened to you that, that, that got you, uh, interested in, in, in this and, and wanting to help other people? Oh, so, uh, well, I've, I've always, I, it, I was writing down something the other day, going right back to when I was a child. I liked helping people, kids. You know, my, my story is I've, I'm, I'm visually impaired. I don't talk a lot about my visual impairment, but, you know, um, it's, some, it's part of me. And I went away to school, and I was five when I went away to school. And I was, I, my parents lived in Chelmsford, Essex, and I went to Liverpool to a special school in Liverpool for visually impaired people. And when I was a five-year-old kid, I was there helping the people that were less fortunate than I was, as in they didn't have they didn't have their eyesight that they, they were completely blind. So you'd have to help them to in all the practical things in, you know, helping guiding them around the navigation, navigating them around the, the school building to, you know, helping them getting dressed in the morning, those sort of little things, you know. So I kind of it's instilled in me from a very early age. Right. Um, I've always been like it and I've always been that person that's liked interacting now and building relationships with other people. 
I told you about my brother in terms of the the um, the redundancy thing. Um, when I first started working as a coach, I was looking at burnout, and it was a big thing then, you know, for me. But then it got me think when when I started thinking about this redundancy idea, which has always been at the back of my mind. I kept thinking about Richard and what happened to him. And there's a lot of people out there that would would go into a sort of a, like a depression. We talked about the idea of what practical steps we could take to counter our emotions, but um, for him there was there was no help. There was nothing there. There was and and so I kind of thought, well, if I could um, leverage my desire to help people with my understanding of what happens um, with redundancy that's one thing also with the coaching i discovered coaching back in 2012 when i went to a seminar and my wife was talking to somebody who was a coach and she said oh jules would be a good coach and then that side of the the jigsaw if you like started to kick in because i went on a weekend i thought oh that's that's quite a great idea and then i got ill and i used a lot of the the mindset stuff that I'd worked on prior to my illness during my coaching training to help me get through the illness, you know, like the goal setting, the, um, you know, the, the biggest goal set uh, setting experiences when I was laying there and I first realized that I couldn't move and I couldn't talk. And I thought, what am I going to do next? I thought, right. I'm going to get out of here. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. And it sort of focused my mind. So goal setting, but also understanding the reality and and working with the, the, the medical teams, putting a plan in place to get me better. You know, all of those very, very tiny things. All of that sort of came together. You know, my life experience of helping people, my experience of Richard, passing away because of the redundancy my illness my wife saying Jules would be a good coach all of that suddenly has started to come together to push me into where I am today and where I want to be you know tomorrow and the next day and the next day serving other people but actually you know using my own experiences to to help I hope that's answered your question yeah it has it has um I I'm I'm really intrigued as to how if you were paralyzed and you couldn't speak, mm. how how you were able to communicate the these thoughts that you were that you, that you were having. Um, that's a really really good question. Um, so I, the the only thoughts that I had, so I had a, a massive amount of thoughts going through my head at the time because I only had myself to talk to. <laughs> so i i had a multitude of people that came to visit me but they were like i was completely you know i couldn't communicate at all with them but i think my wife could tell my wife knows me best probably better than myself actually (laughs) you know but she could tell what was going on in my head and you know, so I guess really the, the the there must have been some expression on my face or something that would would help her to some telepathic way of 
understanding what was going through my head at that time. Mm. And of course, over over a very long period of time, you start to get things things start to come back. Yeah, you know. Um, and I mean, I had some very surreal moments. One one particular moment when one of my friends, who's totally blind, came to visit me, and trying to communicate with a totally blind person at that time was was quite frustrating for me but of course it was quite a hilarious and surreal moment because tanya was having to sort of try and interpret what i was saying to chris uh, it was just it was just crazy but it, it it's i suppose simple terms it was my wife who was the bridge between me and the outside world mm-hmm. yeah and, and and what did you um what did, what did you learn from that experience Blimey. Um, don't take life too seriously. Right. Um, that life is very short and it can have, things can happen in a blink of an eye. So you have to take them, you have to make the most of your opportunity of life. Mm. Um, Luckily for me, I have a, I've had a second chance, mm-hmm. you know, um, for a lot of people, they don't. And I guess really, if we go back to our purpose, if we're, if we're in a role that we don't love or we're doing something we don't love, really, really think about what it is that you really want to do. What's your purpose? Be really clear, but don't wait. Mm. Don't wait because it might be too late. That, that kind of rhymes, doesn't it? Don't wait; <laughs> it might be too late. <laughs> there you go. You'll have to uh, you'll have to get that as your tagline. Uh, yeah, I mean, but that's it's a really powerful message, though, isn't it? Because you know, we we we, we wander through our days, and um, sometimes yeah. sometimes we drift, and uh, and you know, it's kind of it's nice sometimes to chill and to kind of to to hang out and to not be too you know putting yourself under too much pressure on occasions and all that kind of stuff but if that if that drift becomes an enduring character of of yeah. of your existence then then maybe as you say you're missing an opportunity yeah yeah you know so it's it's really really key um, uh, and as you say we are allowed to chill we are allowed to give ourselves time, taking that step back. It's one of the key things that I always say to people, especially in that process that we've been talking about. You know, the first thing is to take a step back, think about it, mm. have a think. Mm. You know, don't don't react. Don't react. Just take that step back yeah. and talk to somebody. Because that's another thing is having the right support network as well, mm. you know, in that process. But also outside of that process, whichever way you look at it, Having having a good support network and people that you can talk to, and have a chill and have a beer with or whatever that might be, you know, mm. is 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 the best therapy, you know. And with me, with with my illness, it was me pushing myself far far too hard, mm. far far too hard. Sorry, that's what caused it. Sorry. Well, I was under a huge amount of stress at work. Mm. Huge amount of stress. I was working long hours i was managing clients in uk and over in the us i was and and i was taking on more and more and things weren't things weren't right things weren't right and 
it went bang very, very quickly. Right. You know, over a five day period, I was, I was okay. Felt as though I had a cold. And then next thing I was in intensive care, completely paralyzed. So yeah. it's when those sort of things happen that you realize that life's too short. So on that note, then you've mentioned music a couple of times. Um, to tell us a bit about that, so what, what, what kind of what kind of music are you into, and and and, and how do you express yourself musically these days? Wow! So, gosh, so again, with being paralysed, you kind of worry about your musical ability. So, I played music since I was about six years old. I played the clar- clarinet and the saxophone, mm-hmm. and I I um, moved down to the south coast and joined local. Um, community band i'm on the committee with that band that's a that's a like a wind band 40 piece wind band but i also run a big band and that is really interesting because these guys asked me to come and and run it for them um hardly knew me i've done a couple of depth job depth jobs for them that's stance sitting in for somebody yeah asked me to 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 join to come in and run it it's been really really a great learning curve for me but also it's it's helped me to nurture my own skills in coaching and mentoring and that sort of thing and it's kind of an extra string to my bow and I think going back to the idea of me um, wanting to become a professional musician I'm kind of fulfilling that experience anyway but doing what I love doing you know, so it's kind of almost like I've got two things going on. I've got my coaching business, but I've also got my my running my bands and being involved with the local, you know, music community. Um, the other thing about that is that you know, with with the big band, we're 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 doing a forties music extravaganza, spectacular, <laughs> in two weeks' time at one of the local um, venues, yeah. and that that was all about creating a project, creating a goal, um, thinking about what we need to do to get to that point, how many tickets we need to sell, you know, the minimum we sold out. And it's just purely because we put a plan together. Yeah. Me and the venue owners or the venue uh, management said, okay, what do we want to do? How are we going to do it? Put it together, sell out, put the music together, get it all prepared. And we're just waiting for the for the eighteenth of November now, so that that's going to be a very exciting uh, evening out. That is fantastic. So, who's yeah. who's, who's your favourite horn player then? Oh my word, that's a good question. I mean, you can pick any brass instrument. You don't have to uh, go go with a horn. It's just uh, I'm using I'm using probably um, funk funk terminology there. But you know, who, so who 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 who's, who's your fave? My fave. Um, I'd say um, probably Wayne Shorter, but then, you know, John Coltrane comes in, mm. Benny Goodman, mm. um, you know, uh, Miles Davis. Um, one of my friends, Mark Lockhart, he's a great player. Okay. Look him up. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Very Look good. Him up, you know. Will do. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm, I like um, – I do. I I really like like funk. So uh, so yeah, the, watching a funk band and 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 yeah. seeing a seeing a horn section uh, yeah. play, you know, the likes of um, Fred Wesley, people like that, just uh, just yeah. just love it. Pee yeah. Wee yeah. Ellis, amazing. Yeah, 
Yeah, I've been learning. I, I during lockdown, I was trying to learn. Do you know, Street Life by the Crusaders. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know the sax section in that. Yeah, the sax solo. I be. I was trying to learn that, and it's it's almost impossible. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to keep hold of your of your of your physical um, uh, capacities when you're going for those high notes. Sometimes, I guess, because there's a bit a fair bit of uh, fair bit of pressure that you're exerting. You want to make sure <laughs> the noise comes out of one one end only. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> You hope, you know. <laughs> but but I tell you what the, the 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 good thing about that is it's actually a very good way of keeping fit because yeah. you have to breathe and hold the instrument and it's it's a really good way of music is a very good way of keeping fit. Mm. I mean, I guess really drumming is you know mm. is a, is a a good fitness. It's a good workout. Yeah, yeah, it definitely. Yeah. Especially, especially when you do it as inefficiently as I do, but <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's when you it's when you see drummers go go going at it and they're not even breaking into a sweat, and I'm thinking, how are they doing that? Because uh, yeah, I was I got myself into a terrible mess when I <laughs> when I played gigs, but but there you go. It's uh, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's all it's, it's all down to having fun as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. right. All absolutely. down to having fun. Cool, cool, excellent. So, what else do you get up to in your spare time? Well, in the summertime, I go kayaking. I walk the dog every day. We've got we've got a border terrier called Norman, noisy Norman that that um, everybody knows because we walk around we walk out around our village in Emsworth, and everybody knows him. So that's quite cool. Do that every single day without fail. And the, the weird thing about Norman is that he knows the time of the day because he's like, you know, knows that in the morning, eight o'clock in the morning, come on, we're going out for a walk five o'clock in the evening come on we're going out for a walk and he knows it's a thursday when it's a thursday because he knows that he goes out for a walk with his dog walker on a thursday and he's waiting at the door right. waiting for at 12 o'clock on the dot it's like incredible so i do that i play music i love i love going out to nice restaurants um we're currently sort of sort of planning some renovations in the house so we're sort of talking to architects and that sort of thing i like doing that sort of thing i like cooking like a bit of relaxation mm. so, you know reading um listening to music of course um sport love sport mm. football okay a a, i'm a bit of a liverpool fan for my sins but okay. there you go yeah That's, yeah there's no judgment here don't worry no it's all right <laughs> <laughs> good good so um You've talked about purpose quite a few times, so you're right. You're right on message. Um, what, what what do you see as the purpose of your life? Boy, the purpose of my life is 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 to is to um is to help somebody else find their purpose and thrive. I guess that's in a nutshell, really. Cool. And how? And so and so you've talked a bit about. The fact that you're working on a on a way of helping people through redundancy, but 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 how how do how does your you know your coaching support and and all of that kind of stuff work? Well, um, so to start off with, um, you know, you mentioned the idea of 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 um, what do people do to start off with, and I've already you know working on a a a, a very very short. Thing that people can download it'll, it'll be coming up it hasn't it's not quite there yet i'm just testing with a few people um it'll be coming up where you'll just be able to download it and and use it 
Um, I have an eight-week program that's that's um, you know very reasonably priced, which is a, a fully supported coaching program, which will help people um, really go through that that experience of you know work working out what their their own things are, what they really want to do, and taking them through this four-stage process of getting them to where they really want to get to you know it's it's kind of almost like a launch pad i mean it's a how long is a piece of string because we you know we'll have a goal but there's lots of moving parts so this this thing that i'm work you know that i offer at the moment um is about starting that off so it's you know it's under a thousand pounds uh and it's an eight-week coaching program and it will support you through that initial stage of that redundancy period if you like excellent excellent and um, and what um i suppose if there was one piece of advice that you could give our listeners on um the first the first step to take if they're if they're in that situation where they're seeing a redundancy or, or any kind of life change potentially coming down the tracks towards them at a rate of knots what's the what's the one thing that you 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 say that that they sh- they should do first to help them absolutely first um don't panic and take a step back yeah take a step back and think about what it is that you really want from your life you know because it's like what i said to you before david redundancy is probably one of the best opportunities that you'll get in your lifetime it's a weird thing it's kind of almost like a paradox because it's all panic and stress but if we really sit if we really just take that step back and think about it it's it's probably one of the best opportunities you'll have to make those changes that you really want that's a brilliant Brilliant message to to end on, Jules. Thanks ever so much for coming on the show. If people want to get in touch with you, find out more about you, follow your work, how can they do that? I'm on. I'm mainly on LinkedIn. I'm moving towards Facebook and Insta. Um, look at look for Jules Turner twenty two. Um, I've got a website which is under reconstruction to to have that message out. I've been working on that, um, but yeah, LinkedIn is a big place for me at the moment. We're, pu- we're pushing it out towards sort of you know the the other social media um, platforms as well but the message is you know redundancy is your opportunity thank you jules thank you very much thanks for listening to people with purpose i hope you've enjoyed the show and are enjoying going on this journey please remember to like and subscribe and give us a five-star review uh, tell all your friends And if you're interested in finding out more about any of the things we've covered in this episode of People With Purpose, just get in touch. All the details are in the show notes. Thanks. Bye.